Ready? Yep. Let's go. Welcome to Movie Grouch Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex and I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me is a resident fanboy flipping his hair around. It's Blake. Hi. So before we get into this week's film, we're going to have a little chat about anything we've been watching. Anything you want to mention? Uh, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, we've been watching that one together, haven't yeah. we? It's awesome. It's so cool. So so well done. Really well played by everyone in it. Yeah. Real sense of the era. They, I don't know how they've managed to do that. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just on sets. Because shooting on location to change so much would be a huge job. But then Netflix have got a lot of money, so I don't know. But There must be, like, period hotels left. Like, yeah, quite decade possibly. Yeah. Hotels that yeah. haven't changed much. Yeah, quite possibly. But yeah, no, it's wicked. It's really good. It's really tense in parts. It's really funny. It's quirky. The last thing that we saw Anna Taylor-Joy in was the New Mutants. Yeah. We went to the pictures to see it. And I thought she was great in that, but I think the film as a whole... The film wasn't great. No. It let her down a little mm. bit. And I know that she was in an adaptation of Emma, but my heart, where Emma is concerned, belongs to the version with Johnny Lee Miller. I can't, of course it does. You yeah, love Johnny Lee I love Miller. Johnny so Lee Miller. That's fine. I can't possibly entertain the thought of somebody else playing Mr. Knightley. So right, okay. I'm not overly Is that the new Emma? Is she in that? Yeah, she oh, plays okay. Emma. I did not know that. So it's really good to see her getting getting into like a really quirky role and actually doing it justice. Yeah, because it's, really cool. it's, yeah, it's wicked. Mm. It's a really good show. I started watching MasterChef. <laughs> I don't know why I don't really like it, but I just can't get enough cooking shows at the moment. There's something really nice, actually, about like sitting and being in the room when you're watching a cooking show. So weird. I do it for a living, and I also watch it. It's just weird. It's but a weird it's good, thing. though. I think it is shows... It? Yeah, it is a good thing. I think it shows a genuine interest. Okay. I've been watching Downton, but I've got a bone to pick. Oh, God. I <laughs> think you know what's coming, don't you? Yeah. Got a bone to pick. Probably. Is it not? Already? Oh, okay. Yeah, go on then. So, one of the things that I've been saying to Blake is, I think you would like Downton. I think you should give it a go. And on numerous occasions, he has shut me down and just gone, nope, not watching it. I haven't got any interest in it. I'm not watching it. I haven't got I, any interest mm, for this yeah. story. I don't want to sit and watch it. I've just got no capacity. There's other things that I would yeah, prefer to that's watch. That's my argument. Is, is I think there's always something that I would rather watch. Okay. over it it's not that i wouldn't watch it it's just like given out of all the tv and film choices there's stuff ahead of it for me so i start i started a rewatch i just thought oh, fuck it i'm getting tired of putting this argument across to him and it not being given any airtime and lo and behold caught a couple of episodes caught a few of the bigger storylines and saw how they were executed sat in the chair last week and just went oh i think i'd really like this it looks really great. I mean, it's got a stellar cast. So when you watch it again, like, I'm in. I'm in for a full watch. How I did not launch myself at you, I do not know. Swiftly moving on. <laughs> Is that all you have to say about it? I, I can't defend it. There's no point, there's no point in trying. Just, we'll just move on. Okay, We'll just move cool. on, please. Uh, pretend that... We'll just pretend that, that didn't all is right in the world. I got there in the end, though. I'll make yeah. a Downton convert of you. Yeah, yet. it's fine. Hello. 
So, the movie we watched this week was The Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Wasn't it? It was. It was a factual story. Yep. Yep. That is all I have to say for a minute. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Have you... Should I do... Uh, you do synopsis, please. Oh, I can. Thank you very much. <clears throat> the Wolf of Wall Street. Based on the true story of Jordan Belfort, from his rise to a wealthy stockbroker living the high life, to his fall involving crime, corruption and the federal government. Why did you read that like that? I've had a certain tone. I don't know how I felt about it. What tone did it add? Uh, Stupidity. <laughs> too much seriousness. Well, look, I, th- I found it a very serious film. Oh, OK. That's, that's fine then. Critic scores. So we go IMDb. It, out of 10, it was 8.2. OK. On Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 80% and a fan score of 83%. So very high, very high, very, very high, high, very, very high. When was it made? 2013 it was released, I believe. Okay. Uh, just as a little add-on, as a little extra, extra thing that we've not done before. When I was looking at the critic scores, I had a quick flip through the, the comments of reviews from people on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And one really stuck out to me. Whether I'd be doing this every week or not, I don't know, but this was the top of the list. Every time I looked at my watch, the hand seemed to have stayed still. <laughs> now, I don't know if he's referencing that he didn't enjoy the film or if his watch is broken. <laughs> he needs to give more context, but I thought that was brilliant. I'm interested to know what you think I will have made of this. I think you thought it was mental. Okay. Like, that, this guy lived a life that was just unbelievable and you didn't think people lived life like that. Okay. <laughs> It's quite a naive thought, isn't it? Once you start to skip around thinking no, that people live like we do. Again, if like I don't think people, I it's hard to imagine people live life like that. It is so far fetched from what we perceive as normality. Yeah. So I think you were just like, "What the hell is happening?" Okay. That's my little two cents worth of what I think you thought of it. But we shall unpack this as we go along. Yeah. Won't we? Okay. Well, let's just. Get into the film then. So, so before we watch this, you did say you'd seen bits of it before. Yes. All in all, what stopped you from seeing this movie from start to finish or sitting down and watching it at any other point? I think because the bit that I'd seen, I think, was from when they were having like a party in the office up to where he married Naomi. And I think I probably thought, I kind of know how this is going to go. Living a life of excess ends up as a crook I can probably fill in the blanks so I think that's probably what stopped me and the fact that it was three hours long as well right fair enough what were your preconceived ideas of this film I just thought it was about this guy who made loads of money on Wall Street and then fell on his ass. it all went tits up so you have cracked in yeah. a way I mean the story is a lot more complex than that as it goes along but yeah is you're, it? yeah Oh, I mean, in terms of the movie, okay. Like the the story is a lot more. There's a lot more juice to it than what you just said. Okay. Do you not agree? Uh, I might be oversimplifying it, but for me, I don't necessarily think so. That's cool. So yeah, Jordan Belfort plays Leonardo DiCaprio. Jordan Belfort plays Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Jeez, Christ! Why is it so difficult? Why are we recording this today? Leonardo DiCaprio has had a busy and a full life. Right. <laughs> Let's start again. Right, so in this movie, Leonardo DiCaprio plays Jordan Balfour, who is a stockbroker and gets a job with a Rothschild firm. 
on the stock market, we're in the first few months, Black Monday happens and they all lose their jobs. And he's out of a job, married to his wife at the time. Shit goes bad, they're broke. And then he goes to his penny stock company and he starts to make a lot of money with his firm, opens his own firm and shit goes off from there. That yeah. was so bad. <laughs> That is kind of the story. Yeah. There isn't, and this is my argument with it, is that I don't really think, other than you add stuff to the story by saying, oh, he went to the country club and got like really off his box on lewds or whatever, but it doesn't change the story arc. The story arc is that he was a stockbroker, he got really rich, he set up his own company, and then it all went downhill. Well, he all got really rich bits... from setting up his own com- company. Yeah. Didn't he? But all the other bits kind of feed in, but they don't change the arc of that story. No, they're just, it is a story of. It's like stuff that kind of happens on the sidelines. I might be oversimplifying it. So so it's quite long at it's quite a long film at three hours then. So you I think I need a special mention for staying awake. We'll talk about that when that question comes up. That is basically set up late. I think I know what you mean. It's all filler in a way. Hmm. But it's quite an odd life to lead. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not I'm not arguing that at all. I think for me, I felt like the film was actually split into three sections quite well. So you had like the beginning bit to when he gets divorced. Mm-hmm. And then you've got him marrying Naomi to the botched handover with Brad. And then you've got like from Brad going to prison to the end. Mm-hmm. And they seem to split like the events. So you actually split. feel like there are three three very three distinct acts in this yeah. film. Yeah. Which is really good, because that's yeah. good filming. Is it? Yeah, because that's what a film should be. You should be able to distinguish open act, middle act, closing scenes. Yeah. Like, that is, that. that's what a film should aim to do. I See, I feel it should be seamless. I don't feel that you should notice it happening when it's happening. That beginning third, he's going up and 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 up. And I'm like, well, what goes up must come down. My argument, do you remember when we watched The Raid? Yeah. And I was, I can't remember how long into that film I was, but I was kind of like, why the hell have you put this on? And it was almost touch and go as to whether I said to you, I can't I can't cope with this or I let it carry on. And then something kicked in and I was, it was, it just sort of changed and I was I thought it was brilliant. I had the same reaction to this. Five minutes and 50 seconds in, I was absolutely horrified. But I was just like, what is this? I don't, I'm not going to say that you put it on to upset me, but you know my sensibilities and you know how I feel about capitalism and my views on that. And it it was so vulgar in its display of capitalism and greed and money and consumption and not consumption. I think you can say consumption. Consumption? Like consumption of just everything. Kind of felt like, oh, I think you knew it would push my buttons from that respect. I like that you think that's how I think. I just thought oh, this is a film that would be good for the podcast. Like, I know that people live like that, or I suspect that people live like that to that level of excess. Mm-hmm. But when you... You can't really imagine it because it's so far removed from what you do. Yeah, it, that's the thing, isn't and it? And then you see it there in all its disgusting, assholes, coke-snorting glory, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. But having said that, I thought the story was really good and in terms of its pace and its setup. You could see from like the offset when he starts working for that uh, Rothschild company, you can see like Matthew McConaughey's character sitting down and talking to him and kind of taking him through it all and the sitting and snorting coke at lunchtime and drinking and all the rest of it. You, you can see how someone who was young and impressionable and wanted the finer things in life would get hooked on that. I felt like it was explaining stuff and laying the groundwork 
work really subtly because like some films you watch don't you and and they like lay the groundwork and it's almost like like the big shorts a really good example of that they kind of assume that you're not gonna know stuff so they explain things yeah. to you but you almost kind of feel like you're being patronized because you know you're just one of the yeah. normal people who wouldn't understand yeah. how this all works whether you agree with it or not you can understand how somebody in that situation yeah. would end up in the situation that he's in. It's very attractive, isn't it? Money. I think it is for yeah. a lot of people. Money yeah, for sure. It really is. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's what know. we're told well, that we want yeah. in life. It's, yeah. Yeah. I thought the scenes with his wife were a really good indicator as to how well he was doing. It was like their standard of living was obviously increasing periodically and she was mm-hmm. happy to go along with yeah. that. But it was really good to have those little insights into how he felt and how their relationship was doing. Mm-hmm. It was a really good way of keeping him in touch with a yeah. moral grounded idea in a way until yeah. they split up how she didn't notice that he was changing i don't know because you've obviously you've got the bit at the party where she notices he's really taken with naomi and she sends her friend in to kind of like break up their little chat how can you not see him changing how can you not see yeah. him being attracted to these really beautiful women and how can you not see that unless he's, he was just really good at hiding it i don't know quite possibly might have been yeah but again I wonder if it's a question of like you stay quiet because of the money coming in I guess you, your morals again you know if you've got X amount of money and you've got a certain lifestyle you might not want to give that up because she was a hairdresser isn't she mm. like it's all you can blame Jordan to a point but then she has to take some responsibility because she was loving the life she was living quite possibly you know money it's, does funny things to people they're not stunning guys and they're not nice either so it just goes to show that well, money well, makes up yeah. for a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ever used to watch My Name Is Earl? Yeah. And the brother was the brother was one of the stockbrokers, yeah. and I just every time I saw him, I just kept thinking like him talking about ET and saying how the monkey got on the spaceship and yeah. flew off. So good. Really so, so good. I really wanted to shave that lady's head properly as well when they had like that big party slash orgy or whatever the fuck was going yeah. on in that okay. office. And she's just wandering around with bits of shaved hair. I yeah. was like, oh. Pop it, sit down, and we'll do it properly, properly for you. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so, uh, the development of the story in the middle of the film is the bit where you said his marriage to Naomi really fills that part of the film for you. So the middle, yeah, so the middle bit of the film, I felt, was like when they got married up to, um, is it Donnie's botched handover with Brad? Yeah, yeah. That fight that they had that you first see them having where she's throwing water at him and asking who Venice is and we find out that he's been to like this S&M hooker was just fantastic because you... She was obviously attracted to him and actually Leonardo DiCaprio is a good-looking guy, I think, but in that film he's really ugly. But that's because of who he is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but... Even with his looks. Do you know what I mean? Because he yeah. doesn't stop looking like Leonardo DiCaprio no, just because he's he playing doesn't. another guy. But I think, like, when you see... When you come to the end of the film and you see the actual Jordan, Belf- Jordan Belfort... Right. They look incredible. Like, the way they've styled Leo is incredibly similar. Yeah, they've obviously done it on purpose, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? So I think you could be forgiven for... You look upset. <laughs> I could just ruin something. Just... Blown my fact out of the fucking water. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean there. You can, someone can be ugly even though they're beautiful. Like for me, Leonardo DiCaprio was fantastic in this film. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Right? Yeah. Like, and I, to be fair, I didn't think he would top Titanic. Right, okay. For me. Like genuinely, or are you saying that sarcastically? 
like a, I'm being a little bit silly, but I do love Titanic. Right, okay. But he's a great again, yeah. he's a great actor. There's no Yeah. Getting around that. So this story then isn't actually that dissimilar to Great Gatsby. Okay. In terms of like excess and wealth. Yeah. And that really pissed me off that film and the book. Hated yeah. them. Yeah. But I didn't hate his character in this. I didn't hate Jordan okay. Belfort. Right, okay. So what's the difference? I think it's because you can kind of see how he gets sucked in. Right, okay. You can kind of understand why he's made the choices that he's made because you see that gentle, like you see him sitting down to lunch with Matthew McConaughey and he's like, oh no, I'm just going to stick with water. I'm not going to do coke at the table. I'm going to go back with a fresh head. And he kind of gets led astray or is shown how how that whole scenario works whereas with great gatsby but i just think everybody's just born rich and stupid okay. <laughs> and self-indulgent okay that's fine like with the middle what i really like you really get an understanding of how much money they were making yeah what they were spending it on yeah like how debauched it was yeah and how they just didn't have any morals like yeah. they, they had no moral compass for anything yeah they would fuck over everyone they were selling these stocks off at an insanely inflated price buying and then, and then, hang on. Yeah, they were selling them yeah. at an inflated price and then blowing the market so they would go low. So the person that buy would have even less money and they were making money yeah. like it was no business. The, the scene with the shoe guy, what was he called? Oh, Steve Madden. Steve Madden. And he his... was that ugly love child of Josh Groban and Andy Samberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 22 million in three hours. That's yeah. insane. Is yeah. it? Who we haven't spoken about actually is quite a big protagonist in the in the film. Was um was I forget his name. Oh no, it's there. Agent Patrick Denham, the FBI oh, the yeah. FBI agent investigating them for all the financial fraudulent behaviour. Yeah, he was really cool. That like, boat scene was epic. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, so good. And uh, Joanna Lumley as well. I completely oh, forgot that she yeah. was in that. Yeah, no, she's great. I haven't really got an awful lot about the end, apart from the fact that you knew it was coming. I didn't expect Donnie to stitch him up. Right, okay, yeah. But what I didn't expect was Donnie Azoff's wife to stay with him for the entire film. Right, okay. Because He was a piece of shit. Yeah, and also we've got in big letters written, dude, she's your cousin. <laughs> I was thinking oh, from like so the first up, bit. So messed up. Yeah. Pretty mental. Did you have a favourite character? I think it's got to be Jordan Belfort. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Is that based on Leo's performance? Yeah. Th- I mean, there weren't really very many likeable characters. <laughs> no. Like, his dad... Max. Max. Is it called Max? It was Max the... Belfort, yeah. Rob Reiner. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to be some kind of moral compass, but also got a little bit sucked in, it, turned yeah, a blind eye. Yeah. And I know if, if my dad caught me doing that, I'd be... Given a clip round the ear roll. Yeah. Different <laughs> Totally, styles, totally get a clip round the ear roll for that. Okay, did you have a worst character? Oh, Donny Azoff. Fair enough. But I don't like Jonah Hill no, for you personal don't, reasons. Yeah, you don't like Jonah Hill, which is fine. <laughs> He's personally upset me. He's personally upset, yeah. I remember that <laughs> time you met reasons. and he was like, who the fuck are you? I don't rate Jonah Hill. Like, I've not seen Jonah Hill in anything amazing. Like, I'm still waiting for that breakthrough performance where I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this guy can act. I don't know if you've I seen anything. I think this film was it. This you is think? it. Moneyball is great. That's a sport film, isn't it? Yeah. So I like it anyway. <laughs> Done about sports. <laughs> Done about sports. He's, for a lot of people, he's going to be super bad here, isn't he? Yeah. 
Is he know? the guy that dances with the girl that's on his peri- on her period? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's going to be that guy. He's going to be that guy for <laughs> Is he time. the guy? Yeah, but he's it's really guy. I heard him in an interview. Don't know where, what it was on. But he's a really interesting guy. I'm sh- like, do you know what? I'm sure he is. Did you have a favourite scene? I had two, but I thought the... Uh, scene where they get the is it the lemon seven seven four or four seven four the, the crazy old lead and they just take a shit ton and of them and he's at the country club and I mean I just thought that scene was I've never seen anybody act and they can talk their face or look so unlike how you see them I yeah. just thought that was really it's a really good physical performance from yeah him. it was and that that blew my mind it was. Masterful. It was a, The only other scene I think I've seen him do that really made me think, fucking hell, he's going all out here, is that scene in Django Unchained where he cuts his hand. Yeah. And that's, like, he's acting so fiercely that that wasn't in the script. Yeah. He cuts his hand yeah. and then he touches Kerry Washington yeah. and she's, like, physically reacting, like, yeah. oh, my God, his blood is on me. And, like, yeah, that... I think he has some crazy high peaks as an actor. Yeah, he does. Crazy high, yeah. like breathtakingly high. It elicited, all of it just elicited such a visceral response. I was just like, whoa, what am I saying? This is nuts. And that's good filmmaking. Um, I would just, not that I've had closing scene, um, favourite characters or anything, but my favourite scene is the scene between Danny and Brad. Oh, when he, like, Donny. Do, sorry, Donny, not Danny. Yeah. Um, where the, the cash handoff. And Brad gets arrested. I just think for Donnie to turn up and just be that egotistical, that much of a prick, that Brad gets arrested because he can't just hold his shit together, yeah. just have a conversation, it just shows how much of a fucking prick he was. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. You get a sense of, oh yeah, Donnie was a real piece of shit. Yeah, and I not, didn't pick up on that at all, but you know, you're right. Did I say about my favourite second scene? No. Another scene that I really liked was actually when they were sat discussing the party that they were going to throw and they were talking about the game that they were going to orchestrate with the dwarves. The only reason that was my favourite scene is that they quote a line from a movie called Freaks, which is by Todd Browning and it was released in 1933. I can't remember how I ended up watching it. I think it was off the back of something I did in uh, media studies at A-level. But Google gobble, Google gobble, one of us, one of us is what they chant. It's a really, really great film. Awesome. And it's only about it's only about an hour long as well. Cool, okay. So yeah, it's awesome. I love okay. that film. That shows uh, so that's, some deep knowledge. I don't, it does. I know, I know, it does. Uh, that's not going to happen every episode, so don't get carried away. Yeah. Okay, worst scene. What was your worst scene? My worst scene was uh, when he is, he's either on something or he's he snorted a, a load of coke and he picks up his daughter and takes her in the car and reverses into Oh, when he's pregnant, when, when um, yeah, I Naomi leaves and said it's over. Right, and okay. I, what I can't reconcile, I don't think that the character of Naomi is a bad mum, but I think it's very difficult to have kids around that environment environment and for them to not pick up on stuff Definitely. and i yeah for me that i oh, it was horrible uh scoring soundtrack i really liked it typically 80s yeah. highlights were for me were um lemonheads how many did you get how many Le- did you get lemonheads so i got ian jury and the blockheads yeah lemonheads billy joel yeah uh, cypress hill yeah shelly bassey yeah. it's a mix a lot it's a mix a lot yeah very diddly but really good soundtrack like music seated the scenes really well all fitting quite well yeah the, the songs used were really good yeah there wasn't really much 
of the score. I didn't rate the score no. so much. Yeah. Um, which takes us on to director Scorsese. There's not a lot to say about him, except he's had a stellar career, made a shit ton of good films. I don't, I don't get the fuss. Like, and you haven't seen or you haven't seen a lot of his oh work, God, have you? Does that mean I'm going to have to sit and watch all the... I like this one, and I know Goodfellas is his, and I like Goodfellas, but three hours is too long. I think that film could have been shorter, and I don't think it would have suffered. Maybe not. But, and see, I, I haven't got a problem with the running out, because I think it's enough that you're not bored. I, at points, I was kind of like, right, well, this has got to go downhill at some point, so when is it going to start going downhill? And I think... Um, yeah, but it didn't, because I think the pace held up to the end, right? I would argue it could be shorter. I think maybe half an hour, 45 minutes shorter, and it would have been a winner. Enough. Like, if you've got a three-hour window to tell a story, I think anybody can do that in three hours. Yeah, but they can't. If you've got, like, a 90-minute or a 60-minute film, surely there's more skill involved. I would argue there's more skill involved in creating characters that you care about and a storyline that grips you in a shorter amount of time. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. Because then you're saying, okay, no, because people (laughs) love The Hobbit. That's one little book that's now... Nine hours of film. I'm not saying that every film but, but that is shorter you... is better because it depends on how but the director handles it. why is there a greater skill if a film is shorter? I don't understand. Because you've got less time to tell that story. But that's to do with the amount of story. But, but there's so many different factors. Like This is based on actual person's life. This isn't something made up where you can create a narrative through different means. Yeah, but they're not telling every tiny little bit of his story, are they? But that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if, it, if somebody did a story of your life, they wouldn't tell you about, I don't know, yesterday when you came home and said somebody sent a letter into the cafe and that was nice. That You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't focus on the minutiae, would they? Again, like, I don't notice because I didn't feel, I don't feel it was too long. I don't, I don't, to me, like, you saying it takes more skill to make a short film, I'm like, no. I don't see that. Because then you're discrediting anyone that makes a film that's longer than two hours. I'm not. But I'm if not. you're saying if you're saying it takes more skills to make a short film, you are. But it doesn't not make every any shorter sense. film is brilliant. I'd say more short films are shit because they, they suffer from a lack of content and context and character for development and story plot. I don't know. I just think the more time you've got, the easier it is to tell a story. I think there's more skill no, in piecing things together. No, I think the longer you've got, the harder it is because you're looking for... St- the audience to stay engaged. Yeah, that is a fair point. Because the look, like you can make a six-hour film if there's an hour scene of someone sitting in a chair. I don't want to see that. No, I don't either. That sounds boring. Exactly. <laughs> no, but can you and keeping an engaged audience for a longer period of time is really difficult. Yeah, but your ca- character development. If you've got a three-hour film, you can go out the character development differently as if you've got a ninety-minute film. And if you've got a ninety-minute film what you are developing, what you're trying to get across, what the story that you're telling has to come across in different ways because you don't have that extra okay, amount of time. What are you cutting out from this story? You've got to edit 45, half, let's give you half an hour. Edit out half an hour. Maybe. And you say the film's clearly three acts as well. I do think the end is a little bit drawn out. Okay. I think it took a long time for Naomi to leave him when he was quite clearly a prick. But I can accept that some people probably just wouldn't want to give up their money. Right. I would maybe change the way the interaction with the FBI agent, because there's quite a bit that seems quite long and quite protracted at times, when surely anybody that operates with that amount of success... Um, is going to attract attention. Somebody somewhere is going to be like, right, how much money is But then is you taking? don't get a sense of how important it was 
for the agent in his working life to take Jordan down and to catch him. The only thing that really said that to me was the fact that he said on the boat, I am going to take you down. It wasn't like his life's work, was it? it, it the story no, but, sp- How long did the story span? Um, it started in 87, didn't it? And it finished, I think it's till the mid-90s. I think it's about 10 years, I'd say. Okay, so there's no idea of this FBI agent working tirelessly for like 15, 12, 12 15 years behind the scenes trying to take this guy down and him evading capture. No. So but I, there's not enough of it in that in there to, for me that you need to edit out. You get enough of it. You know, this is the thing though. Like again, I think it's difficult to question Scorsese. I definitely take the coke out of the asshole bit out. I did not need to see that. No. Oh, okay. Fine. Well, I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree yeah, on that. Yeah, that's fine. I really like it. Him. Hmm. All right, fact, please. <laughs> Having trouble speaking. Fact time. Well, I think you've already ruined this. Oh, tell me anyway. Uh, the real Jordan Belfort is at the end introducing film Jordan Belfort, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. as he comes on stage to give his little speech about selling. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah, well, it's just all ruined now. I've got a fact. What is it? Well, at least, at least, I mean, this is a loosey research fact. <laughs> but the scene with um, Mark Hanna, which is Matthew McConaughey's character, uh... Uh, completely improvised. Really? Wasn't scripted, yeah. He just went with it. All right, okay. Mm. That was around the time that he must have shot Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, because he was thought... just coming off of... I, like he just started to put the weight on again, oh, almost, he? I think. Because uh, he was talking about um, he's never recovered from that. Oh, really? So he was on a, into, he was on a podcast with Joe Reagan. He was <laughs> talking about um, that when you go through that process of losing um. that much weight, you never quite recover. Okay. He said, obviously, he's in good shape again now and all this, but he um. said there's something that's never, like, since he did that... It's since a little he bit de- broken. De- yeah. Wow. Never quite recovered, so... Because Christian Bale lost a lot of weight for, is it the, the machinist? machinist? Which is bonkers, because then he got massive for Batman. Yeah. So that's quite a transformation. It's a bit interesting to know if he felt Feels the, same the same way. Yeah. Get on that. Um, Let's have our people call Christian Bale. Okay. Right, so this is the big one. Did you fall asleep? No. No, oh, I'm so impressed. It was, we put the film on at danger time. <laughs> when I say danger time, I mean past seven, or between that before eight. I think we put it on about 20 past seven. It, it was, because we were going to have a very... Like, we were supposed to have dinner ready to go. Yeah, but you put mouldy food in dinner, so we had to check it away, and then we had to cook something else. So, yeah, we put the film on at seven, and it was three hours long. No, we didn't. We put it on at 20 past oh, seven. 20 past seven, sorry. It was three hours long, and you didn't fall asleep. I was genuinely, like, impressed. Do you know why that was? Why? Because every time I got up to go for a wee, I was doing star jumps in the bathroom to wake up. For real? No. All oh, right. <laughs> that is what I do when I'm stuck in a meeting, though, and I'm feeling a bit snoozy. Oh, okay. That's so, cool. uh, no, but I did, yeah, I had lots of regular breaks. Yeah. So I was fine. But I it was I was quite impressed that I managed to stay awake. You did good. Are your prejudgments correct? Yeah. Do you don't want to elaborate? No? No. I've got okay. it bang on. All right, fine. But go me. Um, so, yeah, your final thoughts. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I didn't like it. It was gross and shocking and offensive in places and vulgar and, and funny. funny but blackly f- well, it's a like black, darkly I would say it's funny a black comedy. I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was fantastic and I think the supporting cast were great, Margot Robbie was fab I, I don't know, I really don't know Okay. I don't think I needed to see it to know what the film was about. Bearing that in mind then the f- score out of 10 5? No, straight what down did the, I give? What did I give? Middle. 
Oh, I gave... No, it's better than Usual Suspects, for sure. Right, okay. So I am going to give it a seven. Okay, cool. And a hot... No, I'm going to stick with seven. Seven. Okay. Are you cool. scoring it as well now? Yeah, I'll give it... I, like, I For me, it's an eight out of ten. Ooh, yeah. eight out of ten cats. Cats wouldn't like that film, I don't think. Although they might have enjoyed the bit where the fish get gets eaten. Because they like fish. Yeah. What are we watching next week? Oh. <laughs> well, what, what is our next podcast? Forgot about that bit. Forget we've got to do another one. I think we're going to go north by northwest. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think so. It was that or... Um, no, I'm not going to say all. Yeah. I'm already, like, I'm quite pumped to watch this okay, already. Cool. Yeah, that's so it. Thank that's you very it. much. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's wonderful. Thank you. I've had Jake. I'm pretending I'm Beth Harmon now. That's it. That's Wolf of Wall Street. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Are you fanboying or are you grouching all over this mofo? If you like us, please rate, review and share us about. So we're currently on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. We're coming soon to Spotify. We just haven't sorted that out yet. It's been life admin getting in the way this week if you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie related story please send it into our email which is moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com you can follow us at moviegrouch and fanboypod on instagram and on facebook we are moviegrouch and fanboy and that is with an ampersand because we like to make things as difficult as possible for you that's it anything else to say no, you've nailed it there. We shall see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Enjoy the weather. Oh, God, yeah. We're sorry if you've got any kind of like wind whistling down the fireplace and rain and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's kind of one of those days. We hope you're safe. We hope you're well. We hope you're in a good place and that world events are not getting you down. I mean, yeah, we're still dodging the virus, but. Virus good... dodger. Yeah. Thank you, virus dodger. Thanks Woo. for joining us. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye. Could be worse. I mean, you could be watching a shit ton of really dodgy porn. Yeah, that is true. I don't do that, so it's fine. <laughs> Not to say that there's anything wrong if you want to watch a shit ton of dodgy porn. Depends how dodgy we're talking. Can we re-record this section, please? Yep. It's not massively great. Why haven't I seen this film? We just <laughs> let me leave. Okay. Yeah. Stop telling. Stop worrying about how and what we do. I know what we do. Okay. You can follow on my lead. It's okay. I'm not allowed to say that. I thought it was going to be a horror film with wolves on Wall Street, and they just go and rip rich capitalists. No, because if you do that every bankers. week, it's a bit weird. Within his first few months of working for, uh, is it the Rothschilds? Oh, I can't remember. You're the fanboy. Shit. <laughs> damn how have i forgotten like i was like i need this makes great podcasting look at us go so prepared and unstop my unstop maker in the first few months <laughs> three so, hours <laughs> we will talk about that After it's like, I've got, I've got, <laughs> it's well, like my greatest achievement of the year <laughs> like I, I mean it's been a year of pretty low low achievements and we've not been able to do anything so yeah you can have that one but anyway Thanks. so Country bumpkin over here. Just have a steam clean and I've done. You're like fucking hell, you're doing alright, <laughs> innit?
No, it's fine. I made that joke. I made that Usher oversized jacket and jeans joke. Oh, okay, right. It's only relevant if Shiggy's here. It is only relevant if Shiggy's here and he's not. Jonah Mills' um, Donny Azoff's wife to stay with him. Jonah Hill. Jonah Mills? Sorry. No. 